racetracks around Australia. Here's Inside Motorsport. Phillip Island played host to the Super Touring Cars. We'll go over across for all the results there, along with Paul Ryan from the Century Battery GTP Championship. Plenty of motorsport action coming up. I hope you can stay with us. For more Australian motorsport news, choose the newspaper with the most motorsport news. For subscription details, email msnews at corplink.com.au. Motorsport News, proud partners of Inside Motorsport. Yes, and starting it off with Phillip Island, I don't think you'd find a more popular winner than Jim Richards. Joining us on the line now is Chris Nixon. Craig, not only the first winner of season 1998 for Volvo, but Volvo's first championship win ever in, uh, in uh, almost four seasons of throwing. And it's been quite a breakthrough for Volvo. And naturally enough, the uh, champagne already flowing, but the job's not over. Still a lot of racing left in this series. And Jim Richards, hot off his target of performance, is uh, looking like he's on a bit of a streak. He's on a bit of a streak, but of course, uh, Jim always is on a streak. He's been on a streak for about 35 years, I think. Um, yes, uh, this was round three, so there are still five rounds of the championship to go and uh, plenty more opportunities for Volvo to, uh, to, to win, Craig. But today really was the breakthrough day. As listeners would know, uh, uh, Richo has already won for Volvo in the 850 in the wet at Bathurst in 1996 and three races at the Melbourne Grand Prix last year. But the championship's what counts for us, and uh, today was the day he did it. Yes, and uh, it looks good too because next round is in Sydney at Eastern Creek. That should also suit the Volvo a little bit more than the Audi. Well, of course, uh, the things that will be in, in Volvo's favourite Eastern Creek is a nice fast downhill straight and um, and also a very fast sweeper at the end. Uh, uh, they're probably the Volvo's uh, greatest strength, and that's certainly uh, what helped him onto the podium today. He had a very good dice with the Dow with the Audi. Uh, and with the uh, privateer BMW of uh, Cameron McLean. But uh, it was a race one fair and square, and uh, there was no doubt uh, at any stage over the weekend probably that the Volvo in a straight line and on the past corners was the, was the fastest car. And, uh, well, the other thing is we also uh, turn our attention towards the end of the season. Of course, you have the Bathurst 1000, and uh, announcement coming out uh, that Ricard Rydell will partner Jim Richards at the end of the season. Well, that's, uh, that certainly looks a strong possibility at the moment, and uh, I have to tell you that uh, within minutes of the race finishing uh, uh, today, the um, the motorsport department from Sweden was on the phone asking for the for the fate of the event, and um, there you go, they uh, they got the good news, and they'll be passing it on to um, uh, the Volvo S40 racing team, which is racing uh, this weekend also at Brands Hatch, and hopefully that'll provide some encouragement for them. Mm. Of course, the super touring car is going from strength to strength, but uh, one thing that we haven't seen is a lot of people in the stands. How did Phillip Island go with the crowd today? Yeah, Phillip Island was, uh, was, was a much better round, quite a healthy crowd here, and of course, uh, you know, there's not many, not, not many places in Australia, I guess, where it's, uh, where it's uh, more enjoyable for enthusiasts to come, just a, a simply fabulous circuit and fabulous facilities. Um, the other great thing about today, I guess, Craig, was that... Um, for the whole championship, of course, it's, uh, it's great to see another uh, brand winning, and it's great to see, again, a front-wheel drive car uh, taking the checkered flag. It uh, has only occurred once before in the uh, former running of the Australian Super Touring Championship, and ironically, that was Jim's son, Stephen, who won at Winton in 1996 uh, in his Honda Accord. I can tell you that uh, there wasn't a more popular winner here at uh, Phillip Island today than, than the great Jim Richards. 
in the championship standings now. Uh, Cameron McConville uh, remains in the lead, but uh, Brad Jones has uh, has slipped a little bit to like, and Brad and uh, Jim Richards now are uh, are equal second in the championship with Cameron McLean in uh, in fourth position. Joining us on the line is Brad Jones, and Brad, uh, well, Colvo finally has managed to get in front of you fellas with the Audis, but the championship certainly looks like a long way from over. Well, yeah, the championship is a long way from over as far as we're concerned. It wasn't a great weekend for the Audi Sports team. We, um, I had a tenth in the first race after having a bit of a coming together with Cameron McLean in the BMW and uh, second in the second heat. And Cameron McConville, my teammate, uh, won the first race. But I uh, got to stop and go penalty for speeding in the pits and finish fourth in the second race. So that's allowed the uh, Volvo to catch up a little bit, which it got second in the first race, and Richard came third, uh, first in the second race. Why well, it's all confusing. And um, the bottom line is he's, uh, he's equal second with me in the championship, and we're 10 points behind Cameron. All right, in Australia, you're still campaigning the four-wheel drive Audi Quattros. In England, they've gone back to the two-wheel drive. What are we going to see at the mountain this year? Um, it's a bit hard to know. I'm... 99.9% sure you'll see the Quattro there. I mean, it's what we're running. It's what we know. And I don't think for a race as important as that, it's, um, uh, it makes good sense to, to turn up with something that we've never used before and try and win the race. It's hard enough to do that at the best of times. So um, I'm pretty sure you'll see it in Quattro's. All right, then. Now, the other thing is they've been trying to nobble you ever since you brought the car out of the shed. Rolling starts to try and get over the four-wheel drive advantage off the line. Um, it certainly is the big rumour going around the uh, pits and all the motoring journos. Um, it is, but it won't happen. I don't think there's any chance of that happening. It's certainly not this year. And, and really, if you look at how the uh, Volvos and the front-wheel drive cars started against the Quattros in, in England last year, it really wasn't that big an advantage. I think they just probably need some help with the Volvo to get it off the line. But... Um, yeah, I certainly wouldn't be an advocate of rolling starts where you've got the least amount of horsepower and the most amount of weight, and it wouldn't be right for us. It'd sort of turn everything right around. Well, I don't know that it would totally turn it all right around, but it would. Um, um, part of the spectacle is the start and the passing of the cars and such, and, and Volvo proved on Sunday that it can win after a bad start on the right sort of circuit. And at the end of the day... Um, Part of the, the weight penalty is due to our success. Part of that is due to the way we start. So if they're going to start looking at changing all that, they need to start reviewing how much weight we have to cart around on our back. Mm. The other thing is um, going to Eastern Creek, it has got a very long straight, one kilometre long, and then you hang left at uh, top note. That's not going to suit the Audi as much as the Volvo and the BMWs. Um, no, that, that's true enough. But... Um quite tight, twisting around the back, and, and um, you know, in fairness to some of the other competitors, we've got to have circuits to suit other people, um, other than the Audi, and we've been to two circuits that seem to suit the Audi, and now we're going to go to two that don't, and Amaru does, and I think Malala will be quite competitive, so that's eh, just the way it is, I think we'll be okay in the end, but Eastern Creek is a, is a circuit that's um, probably favoured a little bit more towards the front-wheel drive or the rear-wheel drive cars. The BOC Gases series this year hasn't had um, hasn't had probably the numbers of cars that were rumoured with the uh, economic fallout going through and sort of knocking a few projects on the head, but it still looks like it's building on every, every round. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's with BMW pulling out, it's a, um, 
it's a little bit of a worry, but uh, the class is ticking along all right. As we're certainly rating well on TV, and um, um, we don't quite get the crowds that the five litre get. But really, I mean, five litre is not a it's not a contest between us and the five litre cars. It's just two different sorts of racing. It's like Formula Brabham five litre or Formula Ford or Sport Sedan or anything. It's just another class of racing. And it just so happens that we happen to headlight our particular event. And, um, uh, you know, the class is probably not growing at the rate that a few of them would like, but it's, it's going along okay. And, and it makes a place for some of the manufacturers like Audi and BMW and Volvo and Honda and whoever else may happen to run their car to showcase what they can do, which 5 litre doesn't because it's limited to two particular makes. Yeah, I was about to say, I haven't seen an Audi Falcon on the racetracks in the supercars. It's just not a practical thing, but, um, you know, a lot of the backbiting and, and um, uh, negativity is generated by um, Cochrane and, and um, he sees it as some sort of war, which I really don't, and um, there's plenty, plenty of room for a couple of different classes. If the racing's good, I'm sure motor racing fans can afford to go and see two races in any particular capital city a year. I mean, they go to the footy every week, so um, I just find the whole thing crazy. As Jim Richard said last year, hey, who doesn't like two chances to race at Bathurst? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and I mean, I, the reason they ban their drivers from competing in our event, I wouldn't know why. I mean, we certainly don't have that point of view from where we're standing. It's ridiculous. All right, Brad. Well, we wish you all the best as you uh, get the cars ready for Eastern Creek. It should be an interesting battle uh, for the Audis, as you said. The uh, the main straight and first turn might not suit you, but it is quite a uh, quite a, uh, a back and forth around the back section. Yeah, it is, and hopefully that'll be enough that will get us close enough to them to beat them at the end of the day. Paul Ryan, the GTP cars once again proved to be a crowd favourite at Phillip Island, and Gary Walden showed everyone the horsepower of the Dodge Viper. This is probably his first total round victory, I suppose you could call it. It's uh, three wins in a row, actually, for Gary, because he uh, he won the final race at uh, of the two races at Iron Park and was pretty confident he was going to uh, run away with both the races here today at Phillip Island, but the weekend turned out to be a lot tougher than what he originally expected. Uh, Peter Fitzgerald was right on his hammer, and in fact, in the second race, Fitzy actually uh, got him off the start and uh, grabbed a bit of an early lead, Gary come back breaking the lap record and coming through uh, coming through with the win. So he's very, very pleased and uh, it really has closed the points gap up. Alpi Costanzo certainly uh, charging along in uh, the GTPs and uh, even though he might be the old man of motorsport, he still has managed to stay in front. Uh, Alpi's certainly a guy that, uh, that's going down fighting. He uh, certainly still puts on one heck of a show. He uh, was the star of uh, the opening race. He really did charge past the two porches of Beninka and Fitzgerald and started to uh, even see Gary Walden in his sights in the, uh, the Maserati, switching to new tyres, switching to Pirelli this weekend. Made a bit of a difference. The team have been con- constantly developing the car, and they're moving, uh, moving closer and closer to the front. Unfortunately for the uh, Costanzo team, uh, they broke the turbo, uh, turbo manifold casting. That put them out of uh, race one. Race two, Alfie, uh, maybe a little bit of that Latin temperament coming through because uh, coming through uh, turn two on the opening lap, he outbraked himself and uh, ended up in the uh, in the kidney litter. Now, he was able to extract himself from that, but by that stage, it, uh, the horse had bolted and uh, he'd left past a bigger gap to, uh, you know, to try to make up.
And you mentioned Fitzgerald coming in second in both races, but behind him, another man who's right up there in the points is Dominic Bianca in another of the Porsche RSCS. Yeah, Bianca's been very consistent so far this year. Of course, he won the opening round, both the races at the opening round at uh, Quarter Park, and uh, just consistently, consistency hold, is holding on, and uh, he still has a points gap after this weekend, but only by a couple, so it's pretty tight there for him. He really needs to fight back. At, uh, at Eastern Creek and maybe trying to come away with a couple of wins. But uh, very tight at the front, as as we mentioned before, the points now, Beninka on 71, Gary Walden on 69, and Fitzgerald on 68. So uh, only three points covering the uh, the three leading contenders uh, in this championship. Top fuel, Tony Galea, the nostalgia titles at Cambria International Dragway, another great success. Well, we had um, stuff like Frontage and Drag. We had a, um, a whole eliminator bracket, which were Hole and six cylinders. Um, they had a fixed index of 635 and they ran heads up. Then you had the uh, top gas guys, like you had the likes of Jay Shembury and uh, Steve Pond with his uh, nice looking uh, 48 Ford Mercury. They were like guys from Wild Bunch. Then you had the, um, the top eliminator, which were um, replica cars. The, uh, Norm Longfield uh, rolled up with his brand new front engine dragster, which was a, a replica of what they raced back in the 60s with a uh, a KB alloy Hemi in it with Alpha Cars, who's got the X-Gene Snow uh, Snowman Funny Car, which is a Dodge Charger, and it, it had, he had that. That is the original car, but it's got a, um, a an early style Fanny quad cam engine. I mean, it varied from street cars. We even had a um, this year. What was new on the um, bracket was a nostalgia bike bracket, and the rules were strictly street tyres only. And it was really, like I said, it was a really big deal. We had junior drag. I mean, we catered for all. All, all ages, right down to the junior drag the bracket. And the whole eliminator, the winner was uh, Mark Marlin. Runner-up was uh, Joe Zulu in that hot chilli one. And then you had um, Top Gas. Winner, we were done only on a solo run. This is the second time we've witnessed a solo run in the final, especially with the blown cars with Joe Shembury. Um, he was supposed to... Uh, the runner-up was Steve Point who fronted the car, who didn't front the car. He had problems with the car all day, but he made it. Um, one stage, yeah, he had to replace the starter motor on. Top eliminator, out the car show. This was, again, a, a solo final. Um, Norm Longfield staged the car, and we don't know what happened then. The car just shut off. And so Alfred Sakasha staged, and he went through, and he thought, like, just button the car off halfway down the track. And you had Junior Gas. I mean, that, that was your yeah, sort of car like, from um, Austin A40s, FC Holden. And the winner was a chap, Aubrey Donga, with Tim Walden. The Tim, Tim Baldwin, I should say. And the runner-up was uh, Graham McDonald, who's got this really, really nice flash-looking uh, Moab 34 Ford. It's uh, got a, a big block Ford. Now, Graham has been, has been showing the car around the show scene for the last 12 or 18 months, and now he decided, that's it, I've taken off the show scene. He brought it to the drag, and he took runner-up spot. Then we had a new bracket start today as well, with Oz Performance. Now, these cars are the Australian muscle car uh, brackets. Now, Street Machine Magazine, one of the, the, the premier Street Machine Magazine, come on board with the cadres for the bracket. They run it down at Eastern Creek, and we were the second round. Now, this is an all-valiant final. Winner up with Scotty Taylor, which ran the, that nice-looking mint silver uh, Chrysler Charger, and the runner-up was Frank Kennick, who was running a white uh, two-door valiant Charger. American Muscle Car Bracket. Now, this was only strictly for, for American Muscle Cars. Last year, was the uh, Ford Mercury Cougar of John Kerr. Well, he came runner-up. And the winner was a local guy, George Palmer. He's got a flashbook orange 55 Chev, which runs legally runs with the wide tub. Middle eliminated by catered for your stuff like Alters, French Dragsters. Brett White, he helped Dad out on the on, on, on the Alan White family car, or he's helping Alfredello in, 
in the BMW, uh, he, he won as well. He took the perfect four-road light and the runner-up was a favourite of mine, Norm McCormick Jr., with that um, six-cylinder uh, blind injected dragster. For more Australian motorsport news, choose the newspaper with the most motorsport news. For subscription details, email msnews at corplink.com.au. Motorsport News, proud partners of Inside Motorsport. Next weekend, we'll see the running of the Falcon Tires Rally of Queensland, one of the biggest events on the Queensland rally calendar. Catching up with Neil Bates is Duncan Payne. It's been the most auspicious start to the Australian Rally Championship for you. No, no, it hasn't been uh, what we wish for, but uh, uh, we're, we're still got the possibility to well and truly win. And, and you know, whilst it hasn't been great, it, it, there's been a lot of positives out of it. Like, we've been well and truly quick enough to, to win the event. We've just had a couple of silly problems. Uh, so we've just got to overcome them and, and make sure we, we win every stage instead of all but one. All right, now the pace at the front has uh, picked up about oh, 20% over last year. Obviously, causing some reliability problems both for you, uh, for Possum and yourself. Well, uh, realistically, ours have just been silly, silly problems like Cop Harbour. I went off the road, so that was totally my fault. Uh, then in Perth on the first day, we had a puncture, and then uh, on the second day, the uh, tail shaft was broken, and uh, both of those problems are problems we couldn't foresee. And and uh, besides that, we would have won both days. So, so it's been a, a bit frustrating, but uh, we'll get that. How about developing the new Corolla WRC car? Have you had much help from uh, Toyota Team Europe? Uh, yeah, we've had a bit of help. Uh, but the main changes we've made at the moment are the software in the uh, in the diff. So, so uh, that that's what we've been playing with. We're actually going to Brisbane tonight, and we'll be testing there tomorrow afternoon, Tuesday morning, to play around with some diffs more because when they're that adjustable, it gives you so many different parameters, and and we haven't even started to get. You know, to try every setup and and see what is most suited to my driving style. And it's also been a real battle on the tyre front with Pirelli bringing in tyres fresh from the WRC. But Dunlop, you've been sort of forced to go your own way with those. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I'm very happy actually. Dunlop Japan have been coming over to the events and and they're bringing development tyres with them all the time. And tyres are getting better and better. And and I, I believe it's now that we're very even with Pirelli on tyres. And and that's no mean feat when you consider they're competing in the World Championship and and spending a lot of money, so I'm extremely happy with progress there. We'll actually be doing some more tyre testing on the Monday after the event, so we're certainly working hard on that. All right, heading up north for next weekend, I think it's next weekend, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's right. Obviously, we're going to go up as early as possible, send us up north. If it was down south somewhere, we'd probably wait a bit later in the week, but it should be nice more up there, so we'll head up there as soon as possible. Yeah, I don't blame you. Round three of the Australian Rally Championship, obviously you're hoping to come away with maximum points Ah, uh, yeah, obviously that's our aim, and realistically we, we're having to uh, do that. If we don't do that shortly, we're going to be in big trouble, so our aim is to win both heats. To contact Inside Motorsport, please send email to ravel at spirit.com.au. I hope you can join us next time round on Inside Motorsport. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media in the studios of Triple SFM Canberra.